I'm Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And it is another beautiful and rainy day in 1990, March 9th, 1990, to be exact. Ashley, what are we still doing here? Well, we love 1990 so much. We're spending an entire year here rollerblading, partying it up, and of course, seeing new movies that came out each week. This week, we're celebrating our ninth movie so far from 1990, House Party, rated R for sexy dances, cursing, and just overall shenanigans. Um, starring Kid and Play, Let's Party. There it is. We are <laughs> going to get into that in a minute. I left out the whoop. Um, whoop. There it is. And, uh, but first, we have to talk about a party we went to in our new hometown of Seattle, Washington. We are trying to branch out, make friends. And so we just showed up at someone's house where we heard music. We followed the beat as one does and uh, went in. Ashley, describe the party. Well, um, it was more of the hip hop party, okay. which was cool. Mm-hmm. Felt a bit out of place, uh, but they had really good snacks and drinks. So I kind of hung out in the corner. You guys are more social and danced a little bit more with your sweet moves. So, I mean obviously when you have moves yeah <laughs> like this yeah. i just ate the whole time um yeah it was fun it was crazy i mean people were wearing like baggy bright colored pants um similar to the outfits that we saw in the movie so mm-hmm. i mean clearly it's already already having an influence and you know the people at the party are a little ahead of the curve compared to us um yep. So yeah, let's get into the movie. All right. There's a party tonight at Flake. I mean, Peter's house. Can I go? Oh, no. Every little step you take will be around his bedroom tonight. Yo, y'all, look who fell into the game. Wait, that fire. I'm going to kill him. How much more trouble can I get into? Hey, you lace her head. do that just yet rated r see it friday march 9th at a theater near you hey that's today (laughs) sure is ashley you had probably heard of the movie house party i don't think you thought this one was starring robert redford um (laughs) but (laughs) had you had you seen it before what did you know about uh this franchise or kid and play um i didn't really know a lot about it i remember kids like sweet fade haircut Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much the only image i could instill from thinking about the movie but speaking of house parties just to kind of throw back in its own do you guys remember when you were visiting me in denver and you walked into a random house party (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah i mean we that's the same like social skills or lack thereof we used to crash the seattle party (laughs) i was thinking yeah i was like that's why they feel so at home because they've done this before it was uh it went over you know, perfectly well both times. Yeah. <laughs> two for two. Nice. Yeah. Um, that was a wild night. Yeah. That was a wild night. That I was think one we lost stop. each other. Oh, we lost yeah. each other soon thereafter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we were kind of following a, a formula like a lot of these house party movies uh, follow where it's a series of misadventures or adventures leading up to one like epic destination. Unfortunately, my epic destination was like 12 miles away in Leadville um, since I walked in the wrong direction until the sun came up. <laughs> but yep. nonetheless, 
Um, my foot has mostly fully healed from the stress fracture that I got uh, from wearing Toms during yep, that makes hike. Makes sense. No support. <laughs> yeah. For me, um, of course, yeah, I remember the eraser head style haircut that that the kid character had. Um, so like imagery from the movie, outfits. I don't really remember. Um, I listened to some of their early mm-hmm. uh, songs and um, like I I remember the vibe of them, but I don't remember the songs themselves. They're they're really good rappers. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's an entertaining. You get a taste of it in the movie, but just their standalone music is fun party rap. And um, I'm pretty sure I remember their appearances on Sister Sister um, because I was looking at their filmography and I know I I knew them more from something other than the house party movies or their own music videos. I've seen them in guest appearances and I'm guessing it was um, probably on Sister Sister. Okay, I don't remember them on Sister Sister. But there's also, what are the um, uh, crisscross are on sister sister right mm-hmm. yeah but maybe i'm conflating that nevertheless like they're they're pop culture icons derek what did you remember um from this movie or the du- dynamic duo i do remember seeing this as a kid i don't remember where when uh, i don't remember very much uh but it did remind me of just some house parties i went to growing up uh, in arizona where Sometimes it was chill, but sometimes they'd actually get busted up by cops and everybody would have to dip out the like back gate. And there's just like 20 kids walking on the street and luckily too many of us to get get busted. So so that happens wow. in real life, not just movies. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. <laughs> I've never I've been seen, to a party. like yeah. that. <laughs> I see that in like every every house party movie, um, every movie with a house party. But yeah, well, this I've never is, experienced it firsthand. Yeah. Tempe, Arizona, where all the parties are at. So, OK, right. Nice. Um, well, yeah, we were lucky enough not to get busted this week, um, but I think it's time to go over our favorite parts of the movie. Yes. Let's do it. It's not going to be that type of crowd. Look, all my friends are going to be there. I don't give a damn if Marvin Gaye going to be there. You won't. You understand? You don't know how to act no way. The last time I let you go out, you didn't come in until it was time for me to go to work. Look, Pop, if you let me go out this time, I promise I'll be back before curfew. Listen, it'd be different if Peter Parrish was going to be there. I wouldn't <laughs> mind you going to the party, but they ain't. They work nights just like I do. Matter of fact, the more I think about it, them folks are going out of town. You can't think y'all slick, don't you? Oh, no. Every little step you take will be around this bedroom tonight. You can believe that. <laughs> You're not going nowhere. All right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Classic setup for a house party movie. The kid is grounded or they have to sneak out. They are, it's a school night. Mm-hmm. One of my initial thoughts during this movie was like, uh, maybe I'm getting old. Um, that wasn't my thought, but uh, <laughs> now, now that I think about it, it was stressful for me to think about like going out to a big party like this on a, on a school night. But maybe you just like don't care when you're a kid. I don't know. Did that stress you out? It kind of stresses me. Well, and I didn't go out to parties when I was like in high school like right. well barely and then if I did it was definitely not on a school night so yeah I mean we grew up in a pretty rural area um and like the parties were like field parties or yep. you know like you had, to, you had to go pretty far uh, out of your way to to get to them mm-hmm. not so much house parties um but you know the obvious the obvious thing that this movie brings to mind when you're first watching it is oh shit super bad 
copy yeah. this exact formula. It's yeah. the, the formula is um, not like there's a distinction between movies that just have like big party scenes in them versus mm -hmm. the whole thrust of the plot is characters getting to a party. Yeah. And like I said, you know, the the things that have the hijinks that happen along the way and super bad, you know, they're trying to procure booze and they get busted by the cops and there's all these little like side missions going on. Same here. Like we follow the kid character as he sneaks out of his house um, after he has that argument with his dad because mm -hmm. um, he got in a fight at school. And then um, the whole way to the party, he's getting harassed and chased by these bullies. So he's trying to outrun them. Um, uh, do you find this kind of like a fun setup for a movie, Ashley? I mean, obviously it's worked for a lot a of few, <laughs> a few really popular ones. Yeah, no, I like it. I like all the things because you don't know what's going to happen. It's not like, oh, you just get to the party and then it's like, okay, we're at the party for the whole movie. But I liked the whole lead up to it and how everyone got there. Yeah. What did you think of the bully characters? I mean, we, I think we have to touch on the, the, their homophobia, which I think is a commentary. I mean, this mm -hmm. is the 90s. So some of the things are just straight up dated. But yeah. They're like these huge buff, um, black dudes. Uh, one thing that's cool about this movie is it is like a set in a black universe. Um, like it's not, we're it's not like projects. following us. Mm -hmm. yeah we're not like following a couple black characters that are in you know a white movie it's 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 their their world and and so like the stereotype that these bullies are are like these muscle-bound dudes that it seems like what they're saying is they're compensating for the their yeah. confusion of their sexuality mm -hmm. that's what uh, i that's what i came to yeah i conclusion. mean they're talking in like a weird uh a weird affected uh affected voice mm -hmm. um and then they're I like, I'm going to wax that boy's ass. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, there's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, the other thing like that's kind of related that I thought was interesting about this movie is the blend of R-rated humor mm -hmm. and kind of wholesome uh, right. values. Uh -huh. It kind of knocks you on your feet a little bit because you're like, oh, I can't believe they just said that. And they're like, oh, well, that's sweet. It's kind of confusing. Yeah. It, I think it helped it age well because the comedy is is pretty like, PG and then mm -hmm. some of the language I mean like the language is R-rated and you know that that like varies in how well it it holds up but like the kid's relationship with his dad is is pretty sweet and, and touching mm -hmm. and like his dad just seems to be like looking out for wanting him to to you know stay on the right path but yeah you know he's his mother is has his mother passed away where's mm -hmm. his mother yeah. yeah yeah so he's raising he's a single dad raising his son and working nights and and kind of desperate to work extra shifts to to support them mm -hmm. um so i there was just a range of different character types but they all were all mostly portrayed in in kind of like a, a loving way uh, that was the impression i got even the bullies which maybe some of it just ha like doesn't hold up but I thought they were portrayed in kind of like a likable way. They were until like at certain points they'd get too like aggressive, like let's burn the house down or whatever. Then yeah. they'd come up with like the crazy ideas. You're like, whoa, too, they're like too far, too far. Like, I don't want to like light these people on fire. I just want to like teach them a lesson. So I was like, okay, like these are not like full evil. <laughs> That's kind of the, the line the movie was walking with the different tones. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, it was like 
uh, fun and games and then like <laughs> actual danger yeah, um, or the threat of real danger. Um, and those another- bu- the bullies tried to run the uh, kid over. In yeah. Car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, lol just kidding <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, well and they were um i don't know if you did any research on this but they were part of a group called full force so they're three of the six members and they yeah. they have they were signed to Col- columbia records but they also wrote like over 50 songs throughout decades mm-hmm. including if you guys are interested because i looked it up i was like oh what kind of songs did they write so they wrote backstreet boys all i have to give and they wrote, oh, they wrote songs for other people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gotcha. So they had some of their own music, but they also wrote for a lot of artists. Um, I don't know if you remember this one. That's like it's by Lisa Lisa. Like, I wonder if I take you home. It's like, I wonder if I take you home. Would mm-hmm. you still be in? So they wrote that. And then they also assisted writing with Don't Funk With My Heart by the Black Eyed Peas. Nice. So they're kind of, it's just kind of it's just interesting. Cool. I was like, oh, I had no idea that they were actually like writers. So yeah. Writers, and that's cool. I mean, like there's probably a real camaraderie amongst the 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 like different types of artists mm-hmm. in the movie like kid and play were musicians first and then they kind of are in this hybrid role here where their their music uh their musical uh rapping talents mm-hmm. are on full display in the movie um before we go any further let's just hear a sample of uh the rap battle that kind of takes place at the middle of the movie I think it's time for the new kid on the block. With style was wild, yet so unique. I can't be stopped from reaching my peak because giving my all at all. That's how I gotta live. It's my prerogative. So you know I gotta give more for the dance floor. And I'll make your brain sore. Kids revving and buzzing just like a chainsaw. Well, look, you'll say, damn, man, that kid, he's a grand man. Because I bust a handstand on American bandstand. With these, I plead so with ease and make your mind freeze. Straight out the 80s, right into the 90s. Giving oh. you the highs and lows like a drama. <laughs> and if the mice got juice, you know I'ma keep wailing. You know I have you staring a while because the kid's much more than hair and a smile. <laughs> so good. Damn. <laughs> so let's cut right to the chase, Ashley. Did kid or we just heard kids mm-hmm. one of his like three segments in the rap battle against his friend uh, and partner play mm-hmm. who won who won the battle? Oh, so I actually wanted to say play one that that. Oh, okay. Wow. Why? Although although Kid ended it and like I thought he was they were both really good, but I liked Play's rap better. Okay. Well, so. so it's a really cool progression because it's it's Play's party and he'll rap if he wants to and nobody mm-hmm. else he's not going to let anyone else on the mic. Right. Um <laughs> but eventually so he's like he's regurgitating some uh the house the house the house is on fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rap. And uh and kid is like calling him out, saying that's lame. So he lets he lets kid on the mic. Kid spits. I don't know why I'm talking like I, I know lingo. Right, um, it's okay. Kid, <laughs> kid does it. kid does his portion. And then play steps his game up. So play <laughs> mm-hmm. play surprises us because he's kind of set up to be like the hackier, less mm-hmm. talented one. But he he totally holds his own and then yep. some. And then kid steps his game up and back and forth. Like I think the movie has us rooting for kid. Yeah, for but sure. I like that you you pick play because there he's he's totally he's on just the same as, level. Yeah, he's just as good. And I think it's only I think it's more because I was surprised because I was like, oh, he's gonna be terror or like be okay. I'm like, wow, he's really yeah. good. So that's why I selected him. The character that's, that's the terrible is uh Martin Lawrence, the DJ. The DJ. 
<laughs> Dragon Breath, the film yeah. not so affectionately Aww. calls him. Yeah. Um, Matt Smooth with the girls. Not, I mean, I guess you he's mean a when he's DJ. You mean when he's dance slow dancing with that girl and singing to her? Oh, like off ear. key and like, or not <laughs> so, just not off key. I mean, that it was insane, uh, but like the off song rhythm. Bad. Yeah, the, a lyric would happen and he would just repeat it to this girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was in painful. her ear, so close. Just like in they, in her ear. they very well established that he has terrible breath. So anytime you see him mm-hmm. singing or talking close to someone's face, <laughs> you feel you feel their pain. I mean, you feel a little bad for him too. He kind yeah. of gets shit on the whole movie, but. Mm-hmm. Um, He's he's obviously game for it, uh, but it was so his, yeah. it was Martin Lawrence's second movie appearance, like his biggest appearance to date in this movie. Mm. And then speaking, this, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna say. Speaking of Martin Lawrence, there were other characters, not Martin Lawrence, um, <laughs> but one of his frequent collaborators that were up for the the kid and play roles, apparently, right? Oh yeah, Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, mm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? So it was, it had to do with like a, a lawsuit. Um, it's kind of weird. I, I was trying to figure out like what all went behind it, but basically the house party was originally written for Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff to play kid and plays roles. Mm-hmm. Um, because new line cinema won a lawsuit against them due to their song, a nightmare on my street. And one of the conditions <laughs> that was that they had to appear in like one of their new line films. Oh, so, so it was like won- a hostage yes. negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> That's a and great way the, to start a, a collaboration. And then, yeah. the, but it was good because then the director, um, Reginald Hudlin, refused to cast them in this movie based on that term. So, like, good on him. He was not gonna be like, mm. I'm gonna make you be in my movie. Like, that's kind of a shitty yeah. way to do it. So, one important thing to point out is that, like, this this story didn't originate from Kid and Play because you could easily see this being like a vehicle that they made to turn themselves mm-hmm. into actors. But Reginald Hudlin um, wrote this as a short story. Yeah, he wrote a short story when he was in Harvard, and then he won like the fifteen hundred dollar prize, and was like, "Oh, actually, this could probably could probably made into like, a movie," and then he right. made it into a movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I would it. I don't think he needed to expand the script from a short story. I mean, right? Yeah, there's not. He maybe yeah. just added a few more a few more sequences in. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like now that we've seen Superbad and a couple other movies uh, that that follow a similar formula. Um, Maybe it doesn't seem that groundbreaking, but like it is a a like really fun setup, like we talked about, just like all this build up, then mm-hmm. you get to a party. In this case, like I thought the party totally uh paid off. Like yeah. they uh kid comes in, he like the way he's uh navigating through the party and weaving through the <laughs> yeah. crowd and dancing. It's Everybody's just, like, giving it, him high people, fives. Yeah, yeah love it's so him fun. So much. <laughs> it's that's the other interesting thing about these characters. Like, are they are they outcasts? Are they cool? Like, they're just right. unique. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. Before all this happened, when those uh, buff bullies beat mm-hmm. the shit out of Kid, I thought that uh, Kid was going to try to get into the party, but he wasn't like allowed. But it turns out that everybody like wanted him there. So it was the mm-hmm. bullies that were actually left out, which is yeah. was an interesting take on that whole party. Yeah, they're like. They're not necessarily the cool kids, but they're definitely the individualists. Like they're not the only thing that they struggle with a little bit is maybe or at least kid is like whether ladies see him as as cool or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's totally got like the energy of of someone who's creative and uh, a trendsetter that like yeah. can sometimes be ahead of their time 
for high school where <laughs> they're too they're too like eccentric to fit in in high school starting with the haircut easy mm-hmm. easy like <laughs> um bait for for people to make fun of but like having the confidence to have a haircut <laughs> like that like in the that, first place yeah. um his dad's like kind of uh, making fun of it the boys and the cops call him a racer head um mm-hmm. i know uh, i know we wanted to touch um on a on a more serious note on the extremely racist um terrible current events wise topical treatment by the cops of of the black characters in the movie i mean it's almost starts off as like a uh um what feels like a uh, an over-the-top stereotype like they're talking about the cops like eating donuts Mm -hmm. and stuff and harassing the black kids in the neighborhood but it eventually just becomes like sobering and 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 very real (laughs) they pull their guns out on kids dad that that's when i was like okay this isn't fucking yeah and he was just walking around by himself like in his neighborhood doing nothing it's yeah it's not played for like you know there's seth rogan and bill Hader characters in super bad there's no racial component there mm-hmm. um that's that they can get away with playing that straight up for for laughs in this they are playing it a little bit for laughs at times but it's it's clearly meant to be a statement like there's yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. in this movie that's not um just just like over the top humor it's it's a, a political and social statement that mm-hmm. sadly rings very true 30 plus years later so uh it's aged well in the fact in the in the very depressing uh fact that it's still (laughs) still uh, still accurate the same yeah Mm -hmm. um a lot of things in the movie like uh are kind of ahead of their time i mean we've been watching movies from from 1990 and we'll get on we'll we'll touch on this more later but like the uh, leave it to um black culture to influence <laughs> to be like the first 90s movie that we've watched so far that actually um feels like it's it's uh indicative of the rest of the 90s yeah so the fashion <laughs> the 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 music um like because of appropriation <laughs> and popularization like mm-hmm. a lot of the things in this movie actually become 90s uh tropes for the rest of the decade so that's fun to see that's not really a negative commentary um Mm -hmm. appropriation can obviously be uh uh, a bad thing if you're exploiting another another culture but just the fact that a lot of the trends of this movie caught on um is is fun to see um one thing that i wanted to ask you about ashley like so we talked about the formula leading up to the party I'd say the party happens like halfway through the movie and Mm -hmm. then it goes on for a good amount. But the last third of the movie is post party. Um, So it's like kid trying to get there. He gets there. The party is pretty fun, but it gets broken up when the the bullies try to burn the house down. Literally. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so the the racist cops show up and they flee uh, the house and in various stages, different groups of people flee. Did you think mm-hmm. the movie lost momentum once the party ended, much like life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, I mean, it just like fizzled out, like the party and then in general. It just, 
if it had ended at the party with like his dad catching him or something and like that's it like that i would have been fine with that like i didn't need the less the rest of like the 30 minutes for me yeah i was like the party was great it was fun it was a good time it got broken up maybe it'd be like kids just getting home and like that'd be enough like i i don't need the rest of it it went a little long for me yeah it could have been paced differently to where some of the hijinks that happened post-party they could have just drug out them getting to the party even even longer um and you know i mean at at a certain point i don't know it's just fun hanging out with the character so it doesn't really matter but yeah at a certain point it's it uh once kids in jail and then he's getting like um he's about to get uh, assaulted in jail so he has to wrap Mm -hmm. his way out of of danger getting assaulted yeah (laughs) yeah um the uh, the last characters that I wanted to mention were the Sydney and Shireen um, girl characters, female mm-hmm. characters. This is Derek editing the podcast. Just wanted to inform our viewers or listeners rather. The name is Shireen, not Shireen. And Drew continues to pronounce her name incorrectly the remainder of the episode. Back to the episode. Who I thought were treated like as being like side characters in theory, I thought they were given like full stories and personalities outside of like whether they were going to hook up with the the main guys. I don't know. What did you think of what did you think of their girl? Their I like their character development. I liked it. I thought they yeah. were like, I mean, in the end, they ended up being like obviously they were good friends, but then they had they were tested a little bit, and then they seemed to just be really good friends to each other. So it's kind of nice. I don't know seeing that, and I didn't think they'd be that pivotal of a role or play much of a part at all. And I don't know if you ever watched the show. Did you ever watch the show, Martin? I used to watch it a lot. <laughs> not not regularly. Yeah. So Sydney, for people listening, Sydney plays um, Gina in the show Martin. So that's how they met through this movie. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. How long did Martin start after this? I wonder. I'm not sure because I used to watch it. I feel like in middle school. Yeah. Same here. So there's there's a lot of uh, probably a direct line from this movie to a lot of sitcoms featuring black characters. And I mean, like there's other there's other uh, predecessors before this, mm-hmm. but like the the cast of, of people that were in this um, kind of feeds directly in, into that. So, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, like, you know, one of the things we're doing with this podcast is looking on an era and I get nervous whenever we watch comedies because one, I have, uh, you know, <laughs> very specific tastes. I'll say when it comes yeah. to to comedy, um, some might say poor. Um, people <laughs> close people close to me might say I have no no sense Comedic of comedy. Sense. But I digress. Um, yeah, I didn't hear one of our friends say that last week. Yeah, we hung out. <laughs> <clears throat> um, nevertheless, I I was really pleasantly surprised by the this movie not being overly problematic for a comedy it treating the the female characters in like a uh, a more fleshed out way mm-hmm. and just being fun i mean like balancing yeah. that that serious tone with with the it's r rated too i mean this is miles and miles more sophisticated than something like revenge of the nerds or yeah. you know porkies even 16 candles which we watched like you know, you could blame it on the fact that it's six years older, mm-hmm. but I think this is a much more uh, forgiving view, like 
balanced view of of the characters so and and like loving it's just it's just an endearing portrayal of of like all different types of people so yeah and it doesn't rely on like gag those gag jokes and those sound effects and like all this shit that's in the other movies that you don't like <laughs> yeah it, it does a few things one of the things i i really liked i think in the opening credit sequence or pre-credit sequence was they're like the camera uh, Michael Myers style is like mm-hmm. uh, uh, floating through the air and, and going up to the the door of a of a house. And when the the bass and the the song that's playing hits, the the screen shakes. <laughs> I thought that was a fun effect, not like a um, you know, an air horn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to to punctuate a gag, but like well, that the was roof a... flies off. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's it's like this is not. I think it's like basically not even part of the movie it's just like the, the dream the, sequence the lead up to the yeah to the start mm-hmm. um i thought that was fun there's some so the visual derek uh uh was mentioning right out after we got out of the movie the scene where the boys are fighting a kid and they're like the the buff dude is holding him up in the air and he's just kind of like floating oh, yeah. there <laughs> what's yeah, it's like a wwe <laughs> like He's basically like um, kids like planking on his one arm and then he's using his other arm. So one arm's just holding him up and his other arm's just using to like punch on him, but it looks like he's punching him from like five feet away and it's like going to his face. <laughs> so he's not punching him and then he's slowly floating up into the air and f- falling back down and then he punches him back up like a balloon. No, no, no he, he's, he's just holding him up. So the, bo- <laughs> the bully is holding kid up. Because we don't yeah. see it's off no. camera. Right. I mean, we but see kid's whole- face. Yeah, he's holding him like a yeah. plank. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. I mean, he is very strong. Yeah, he's super strong. Looking. I mean, these are like bodybuilder buff mm-hmm. boys. We're not even <laughs> not super even buff. exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy is like busting out of his his ripped up shirt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I thought the like I don't know, maybe I'm being like um inconsistent, but you don't we don't have to defend the things we <laughs> we like and we don't like necessarily mm-hmm. like i just i like this the tone of this movie way better than some of the other uh like comedies that that just don't hold up well so do you um you have anything else you want to say about the movie before we take a little break um i was just gonna say that i don't know if Derek knew this but the choreographed dancing in the movie was choreographed to, they were doing Oh shoot! They were dancing to no music at all. Just letting mm. you know. But that's it. You mean all when the more kid, impressive. kid was teaching everybody how to do his little dance? Yeah, there's no music. <laughs> so, just thought that I was did not know that. No. <laughs> it's it's it. it's it's checks off that box of having like the the group dance sequence smack dab mm. in the middle of the movie, which was really fun. Love it. And all the more impressive, <laughs> knowing yep. that they were dancing to silence. I'm not yep. sure why. <laughs> Like there's no reason they couldn't be playing music on set unless they weren't allowed to make sound. It was Um, Sydney who was like, uh, is this an exercise move or? Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's describe it real quick. Um, Is it, is it the hammer time move more or less? Well, it's like the running man hammer time. It's like the running man, like hump the air kind of running man side to side. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, (laughs) which is hammer esque, but slight variation. Um, and they're, they're the thing where they like kick each other's like boots back and forth. That was mm. cool. Yeah. And that's Knocking like, their, that's like their, no, their known move for kid and play. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. We got a rap battle. We got a group dance and 
plenty more fun times to come <laughs> after we take a quick break from our discussion of House Party in tune our dials to NR90 for new release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what was happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. Whoop. The song you just heard was <laughs> Get Up Before the Night is Over by Tektronic. Whoop. Up two spots to number 19 on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of March 9th, 1990. Ashley, what's happening yeah. in news or pop culture this week? Trend alert. I feel like there should be like a woo woo. <laughs> but it's okay. Or an eagle, maybe. I'll hit all the whoops. Gah! Oh, yeah. Just go whoop. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So I'm not going to mention his name, but he inspired a lot of fashion and dance styles. Um, they're starting to see out throughout all these parties we're going to go to in the in 1990. Um, yeah, play like a little clip of it. Yeah. Uh huh. Go, I'm starving. Let's get some burgers. Burgers, and hey, that's out the door. I got something much better in mind. Come on, let's party. <laughs> Now that's the way the hammer runs for the border, because the board is in order. Yo, 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 sweet. <laughs> and I wanna so MC Hammer doing hammer time for some Taco Bell. Why not? <laughs> yeah, the that swoo that whooshing sound you heard um, was his parachute pants carrying him carrying him down from like a 10 story building to the to the ground so we could go to Taco Bell. Um, safe. <laughs> he was in a ton of commercials in the 90s based on uh, the research I was doing. So he his dance moves, his pants and his music was in full effect this time of year. Full force. No. Yeah, full force, <laughs> if you will. So for the box office, did House Party make the list? Yes, it made the list. Uh, our movie from last week, The Hunt for Red October, still number one. Actually, it had a very small drop-off, so that movie's on pace to become a big hit. Um, the movie we're watching next week, which I won't reveal yet, actually came out um, this week, and we're going to be catching up with it then. So that's number two. And then House Party, number three. Oh, nice. Okay. Not in, yeah, not in a <laughs> ton of theaters. Whoop. Yeah. Whoop. <laughs> It is um, in a third of the number of theaters as Red October and the mystery movie number two. Um, and yet it made, you know, half of what they made. So you do the math. All right. <laughs> it, held its, it held its own. That's um, great. Definitely a smaller awesome. budget than Red October, I'm guessing. Yeah. They didn't have to build a, like, uh, life-size submarine above land to film yeah. this movie in. Just a, I wonder, oh. they probably filmed a lot of the house party on uh, like sets i would assume no it was filmed at play's house there we go so <laughs> wrong again there you go. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, cool well that's the box office report next everyone's favorite segment on new release radio rank the blank pew, pew, pew. it's a moment of truth you're giving it all standing alone 
Nice. This is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, hypest movie house parties, of course. Ashley, hypest. what are some honorable mentions that we did not select? All right. So we've got the classic college parties, frats, sororities, sometimes perverts like Animal House, Old School, Neighbors, Revenge of the Nerds. Then when we have the high school parties. So my parents are out of town. Um, that's 16 Candles, Book Smart, Super Bad, 10 Things I Hate About You, Clueless, Project X, list keeps going. And then I'm rich. Uh, so this is the end. Boogie Nights, Almost Famous, and The Great Gatsby. There are a lot of movies with parties in them. So many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was one of the most um, like uh, diverse and, and rich uh, rank the blanks that we've had compared to last week when we only had five options in mm-hmm. movie history for people yeah. who played Jack Ryan. This was limitless. We um, asked our Instagram followers for some submissions. Ashley, any any surprises there? Um, I didn't even think about this one and I probably would have maybe picked it. Grandma's Boy. Oh, That's a great movie. party. That's a great and a wonderful <laughs> movie. Um, Project X was mentioned a few times, which was in our list. Obviously, I haven't seen super- that. Oh, it's really good. You should watch it. Um, Super bad was obviously clueless. Mrs. Doubtfire. Which sure, there's I a party. I don't really remember that. And me. Yeah, oh, I think it, it's like a a family house party. I think it's somebody's birthday. Oh, nice. And Robin Williams as as the mom or the grandma starts oh. like break dancing essentially. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that I sounds fun. So. <laughs> yeah, Grandma's boy. That's a good one. Yeah, this topic is is interesting because you can go in. This isn't, uh, as we always like to establish, the criteria here isn't like movie, best party movie. Like it doesn't have to be a movie like House Party that has, that all revolves around the party. It can Mm -hmm. be just an isolated party within a movie that's about something else. Um, Are y'all cool with the the qualifier hypest? Would you prefer different words when we're ranking these? Like, because we're going to have to make some tough decisions here. So. Uh, I, I use that word, but we can, it's up for debate. I'm along for the ride this year. This, yeah, I think hypest is fine. <laughs> sure. Okay. I mean, the, the, the qualities that go into a hype house party, um, as evidenced in other movies, um, stop me if I'm missing any here, uh, the music, the babes slash bros, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> the party favors. Um, like you mentioned uh, earlier, this not that's not just um, illicit party favors. It could be Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like the general vibe. So um, it just seems like everyone's you can't ignore the fact that like, are there going to be are there going to be girls there is like <laughs> or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is uh, House Party is cool because we get kid and plays perspective. But like we talked about um, Sydney and Shireen we get a whole scene of them getting ready for the party or pre-party where they're kind of talking about boys as well. Um, so I don't know if this movie passes the Bechdel test in the sense that uh, the criteria is you have to have conversations where uh, between women where there are no men present, check, but they can't be talking um, only about, about, about men. men. So at least half, at least half passes. Yeah. Um Anyway, uh, we've got the first nominee, of course, as always, is the movie itself. So the house party from House Party. There's only there are other like side parties that he goes to, but we're going to nominate 
the main party, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ashley, what is your choice? So my choice is Can't Hardly Wait um, with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Ethan Embryo or something like that. Embryo? Embryo. <laughs> it's like something, isn't it? That his last name is like Embry. Embry. That's close. I was very close. I just added a vowel. Um, so I would say a good portion of the movie, maybe like 85, 90% takes place just at this party. And you have like, the, and it's the end of the end of their senior year of high school, right before everyone goes to college. So everyone's like letting loose Jennifer Love Hewitt and her boyfriend just break up. And that gives Ethan, the main character, a chance at winning her over. There's Seth Green who loses his virginity at the party. There's a lot of things happening. Seth so. Green is a real pimp in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, he's like talk he's of, quite the character. Uh, speaking of appropriating black culture, his him and his white friends in a very intentional way yeah. that I think is mostly funny um, are are basically impersonating uh, black people. So mm-hmm. yep. So I love the I love that movie. Actually, um, you're welcome for me letting you have it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have a, a tough time uh, selling yeah. us all on my selection. But equally, I love the movie Rules of Attraction, starring um, an absolute shithead version of James Vanderbeek, which is yep. the <laughs> ca- character he plays best. Um, a movie full of depraved sociopaths, a uh, college set movie um, where there is a series of like sort of sarcastically themed parties and end of the world party um, where there's like a burning man type effigy thing. Uh, there's a pre-Saturday night party party. There's a dress to get screwed party, which is like um, uh, the Tom Cruise movie uh, where people are wearing um, uh, masquerade masks. So I'm cheating a little bit because it has a series of movies. Yeah, but... you have to pick one party. Okay, well, I'll pick the Dress to Get Screwed party. Okay. Um, it's definitely the most uh, scandalous option on the list. Yeah. And it's very hype. Um, <laughs> very hype. <laughs> I don't know. This movie is, is intentionally, it intentionally dark. And it's the same from the same source material as the 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 guy who brought you American Psycho. Mm-hmm. So these are the type of characters we're talking about. Uh, James Vanderbeek's character is Sean Bateman, brother yep. of Patrick Bateman. Um, so they got he's he's got issues and lady issues, family issues, um, sexuality questions. Uh, but he has no problem getting fucked up. yeah all the time yeah (laughs) so i this is a very formative movie for me and my my cinematic experience i hadn't seen (laughs) movies that were done like it did all these art all these tricks uh, at Mm -hmm. uh, that this movie had done at the time so it left a really distinct impression on me uh maybe i was too young for it and just appreciated some of the the scandalous parts but anyway uh, the dress to get screwed party from rules of attraction is my choice. Derek, what's yours? Mine is old school. So with Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson, mm. and uh, yeah, they are middle, well in their thirties. So we're likely going to be here soon. Drew yeah. <laughs> uh, who start their own fraternity to try to relive their college days. 
And uh, the party that I'm thinking of is where Will Ferrell does a beer bong. He ends up stripping down the street. <laughs> so streaking. That's, that's yes. Stri- I like stripping down the street. <laughs> stripping down <laughs> the street. <laughs> he strips stripping first down the street. street. Pretty Will. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little. That's a little stink preview. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think school. I'm winning this week. Well, that's a that's like one of the most classic examples. Maybe more in the modern day animal house mold the animal house is probably um aged very poorly but known for its party uh like frat party sequences um actually we always start with the movie uh the party from the movie we watched or the the nominee so where do we think the house party party um i always want to say like the top (laughs) They have a rap battle. They have sweet dance moves. Everyone's having a good time. Like, it seems like a fun party. I don't know. Yours is yeah. kind of tough to go to. Like, I don't know if I want to go to that party. Well, yeah. I mean, from the, the female point of view, <laughs> yeah, I don't both the males and the females are like, yeah, it's a it's an aggressive theme. But mine also has a live band. Yeah, so the cheeseburgers or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. But they have a live band and... Um, one of the main characters from the live band is like this super nerdy guy and he gets drunk at the party and becomes like really cool and all the girls like him. So it's just kind of fun. But, yeah. And Donald Faison. Oh yeah, for sure. I um, would put house party near the top with can't hardly wait. And then Drew's would be at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fair. Uh, what about, what about old school though? I mean, old school sounds fun too. I would put old school. I mean, it's up to you guys because I think House Party might be the winner, but um, I would go House Party, Can't Hardly Wait, Old School, then Rules of Attraction. Would be my order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, all right. Sense? So none of us win. Yeah. We so, haven't so had the movie wins. We but haven't had this. Second place gets a clip, right? Because, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. No, we, I've got a clip ready for House Party. Perfect. That's what I was going to say. We should, we, oh, we need to, yeah. we need to have clips from, from the movie. So nice. Yeah. I, uh, I think I totally agree. We're on the same page here. Um, yeah, I agree house party, hypus party. Take us, take us away. Yo, kid, man. Yo, do that dance stuff you was doing out there on the dance floor. I've been trying to get that all night, man. I'll take you. I'll take you. Yo, come yeah. on, man. Now, this is very complicated. <laughs> what are you doing? This ain't aerobics yeah. class. You can't do it. Is that a challenge? I think it is. You better come on out here. Come on. It's almost time to sign off on New Release Radio for the week and give our final thoughts on House Party. But before we do, Let's listen to a catchy dance track that debuted at number 93 on this week's Billboard Top 100. That was Hide and Seek by Pajama Party, a group that will be touring with New Kids on the Block soon. Now, back to our feature presentation. Ashley, 
How was House Party received by critics at the time? Um, most people loved it. It ranked really high. It was like a 90, That's great to hear. 90th yeah. percentile on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm pretty impressed with, I wasn't sure how people would receive it, but everyone seemed to really enjoy it for the most part. Yeah. Um, what else, what else do you have in store for us? Yeah, sure. So I'm going to do a two true reviews and a lie. So this is where I rattle off two or three critic reviews and then one or two that I wrote or all that I wrote or <laughs> people's parents wrote, who knows, whatever um, you feel like whatever it. I want to do. And then you guys have to pick who wrote what. Okay. Oh, you yeah. ready? This is going to mean the first one. This is the only house party that counts. That's one. Mm. Okay. Um, two trash. Whoa. Two. <laughs> uh, three kid was lovable, fun, great to watch play really bugged the shit out of me. Hmm. And one more. And then, okay. And then the fourth one is could have ended after the party. At least there were rap battles and choreographed dancing with a few appearances by the hilarious John Witherspoon to lift this movie up. Score. I mean, I guess that's kind of the sentiment I shared earlier and you agreed. Um, mm -hmm. And then you threw in some names to sound like a critic. <laughs> so I think maybe you wrote that one. Four. So four. Trash, I think. I think you fake wrote. See, I'm, that's what I'm kind of thinking too. Like, can you tr can you write I mean, a bad review? Did you review? find a, a, a review that said like, this movie is definitely not trash and you just took trash out of it? No, that's not. No. I mean, apparently there's no rules. There are no rules, but I'm not going to take someone's brain. I'm going to say two, three, and four. I'm that I wrote say, two, three, and four? Mm -hmm. I think you wrote two and four. I wrote three and four. Ah, dang. Okay. Well, I was thinking you got me there. Like maybe you did write a bad review. Who? Trash, who? Just trash just was a... written by a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, you keep finding this. Uh, this one. <laughs> what well, they were seventeen uh, in nineteen ninety, like us. No, we were. I was six. You're not seventeen <laughs> in nineteen ninety. <laughs> um, um, no, they were seven. They're seventeen now. How do you know that? Recent review. Because I wrote, I read this like, it's like kids. Oh, reviews. you admitted it. You wrote it. No, I didn't write it. I read it. <laughs> I just, I wrote the one about kid was lovable, fun and great to watch. Play really bugged the shit out of me, which is true. Play was like really annoying to me. Dang. I did not like his I think you got trolled with the trash review. I mean, that yeah, sounds I got... like a, something somebody would write. Well, I got tricked. No, because then they do all the ratings of like, they did a scale of everything too. They just wrote trash and they did a scale of like, like sex, four out of five, violence, two out of five, language, three out of five. Like you rank the whole movie. It makes whole... no sense. Whatever. Yeah. I didn't write it. So screw you guys. Yeah. Well, anyway, Drew won. Yeah. Drew, no, neither yeah. of you won. Drew said three and four. No, no. no. He said, no, he didn't. He said two, three, and four. He got it wrong as well. No, I said two <laughs> and four. I said, oh. You both. Well, what was, yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, I, the, the good news is it was, I well got more right, actually. Overall. So. It was yeah, it was well received. <laughs> what um, what other recognition did it get? Um, so it was nominated at Sundance Film Festival, which is pretty cool. Um, it won their Cine cinematography award. The hell so yeah, was sweet. yeah, it um, was great in that sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was. And great then it all. also won a filmmaker's trophy, and then it was nominated for the grand jury prize for the writing, which is cool. A Sundance. I don't know if we've had a Sundance nominated movie. Maybe not. We're it's. I don't know when that even started. So maybe it's a newer, a newer thing. Um, mm -hmm. 
And then as far as my awards, I only have mm-hmm. one. And it just says, fuck ponytails, kids hairstyle wins. And that's the award. And that's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is that that's... a callback to... Uh, it's a callback to Hard to Kill, Steven Seagal. Yeah. What about <laughs> Sean Connery's ponytail? And Sean Connery's fake ponytail that he wanted. His lip swing, singing, swinging dick. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted it in the film. Yeah, so, they didn't. They didn't try to force ponytails on any of the the characters yeah. in this movie. Yeah. So when it comes nice. to watching this again or skipping it or wanting a remake or maybe a newer version, what do you guys think, Drew? Total recommendation. One thing that we haven't talked on yet or talked about yet is uh, did y'all watch any of the sequels? No, there's like five of them. I did not watch them. Yeah, I didn't either, and I would have like to watch at least a couple of them um so i might do that Mm -hmm. uh but yeah if you haven't seen the original or you haven't seen it for a while full full recommendation derek curveball uh no curveball i agree with you if you haven't seen it in a while watch it again if you have a friend that hasn't seen it watch it with them immediately yeah it's great it's worth on people it's an awesome experience it's fun aside from the you know racist cops but besides that i recommend well i mean every movie needs a little dose of of reality yeah, of reality yeah. sure mm-hmm. i recommend a watch as well particular or maybe with a little bit of an edible mm. <laughs> just a suggestion mm-hmm. um and then just as a fun like little thing so lebron james signed on to do uh in 2018 so hopefully it's still happening but we don't know when to produce um a house party movie not a remake but just a movie a house party similar but he's not remaking it hmm. Kind of cool. Yeah, well, he is remaking Space Jam, which is coming out yeah. this year. So maybe he'll be mining more 90s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, hopefully Space Jam is great, uh, the remake. Yeah. And um, if that's successful, maybe this will be the next project that comes out from him. Mm-hmm. And then, so this movie was pretty 90s, but how 90s was it? So on a scale of 1 to 90... Considering like music, wardrobe, actors, tropes, etc., how '90s is House Party? Actors. We have to say, I mean, <laughs> we haven't watched a movie that's felt like a '90s movie yet, right? Because we're watching movies that are on the turn of the, the turn of the decade, and as we alluded to earlier, this movie is ahead. Uh, you know, most movies are made. There's some kind of production time. Maybe you write the story, and it gets made six years later, like Red October. Um, mm-hmm. this movie must have felt pretty current when it came out and then like it only got more uh, influential as the years yeah. passed so um, super yeah. 90s compared to hard to know, kill compared <laughs> to like blood of heroes <laughs> right. um, and even hard to kill yeah the most the, the highest score we've given so far is a 73 out of 90 um I mean, at a minimum, this is going to be in the the low to mid eighties, right? Yeah, Ashley. Oh, for sure. I was thinking like an eighty-four. Oh, <laughs> sound familiar? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, we it is nice to have some room. I know we have uh, a couple movies coming up soon that are going to mm-hmm. be challenging this, yeah. so we might want to leave some headroom, uh, yeah. so to speak. I, I mean, we can always re-rank as well, but I'm thinking yeah. for me, I'd say an eighty-four out of ninety. Okay, Derek, Derek, what do you think? I love this film. Um, I was only four years old when it came out, so I don't know what the 90s were like at that point, but it definitely 
depicts kind of what I remember growing up, seeing on TV, Arsenio Hall, um, shit, what's that comedy sh- troupe that Jim Carrey was part of with? In Living Color. In Living Color. Yeah, in Living Color, you know, things like that. So it gets an 80 from my perspective. Um mm-hmm. But I also kind of want to give it an 84 as well. <laughs> yeah, there would be some nice symmetry to giving it an 84. Um, these numbers are subject at our whims <laughs> yeah. to change whenever we see fit. So I think that's a fun starting point for now. It might be that like no movie uh, hits, hits 90 because that would be a movie that comes out, you know, like five five years later or something peak peak Mm -hmm. 90s um but it's definitely the pinnacle so far so Um, 84 it is yeah we didn't even really say why i mean we did earlier but like the fashion i loved um music i love how they commented on their own clothes in the film Uh, yeah yeah the the two the two girls are talking about their their style they have very just different um different fashion choices but they're both loud, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. The 90s yeah. 90s fashion. Sexy. Yep. And yeah. sexy. Well, one's sexy and one's not at all. Like one the other one is like overalls and and like but she ends up with like a, a crop top and like a vest. Yeah. 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 No, that's not fair. as sexy, but yeah. They're they're highly differentiated at first though. Mm-hmm. Um is one being conservative and one being more risque. Yeah. Um, but like plays outfit when he's vacuuming, he's wearing <laughs> maybe like um uh, he's wearing a purple graphic like button up shirt and then he's mm-hmm. wearing like you know um i don't know if they're acid washed pants or or what they are but like yeah Your it's a, it's and a, and it's a some white outfit. white sneakers mm-hmm. yeah yeah some white nike's it's the fashion is really trendy the uh, i mean we haven't watched another movie with like 90s music yeah grunge and rap grunge and hip hop are, mm-hmm. <laughs> are the two big genres and this is the first one to uh capture either of those so we shall Very see nice. what's to come but 84 to 90 yep 84 lock it in okay yeah. what's next so what do you what should we include in our new release podcast gift shop so so far we have like a leather face face mask <laughs> um which is still funny um a ponytail hair clip like, you can get uh, one in um, Sean Connery version or. Oh, yeah. There's two versions of it. Both mm-hmm. hot sellers. Yeah. And then we have like a dog skull nerf thing <laughs> and some red October bath bombs. So we have other stuff, too, but some of it's sold out. What should we do for this one? Derek, Drew, any ideas? This is tough. I don't think it's probably appropriate to wear like um, kids fro for most people. Right. Um, but that would be that would be like the obvious symbol that comes out of the movie. Um, what are some other like iconic uh, props in the movie? I was thinking like their outfits are so sweet that maybe you could have like a kid and play Ooh. Like, Barbie <laughs> and you could change their outfits. Why don't we sell a um, mixtape? Oh, OK. Yeah. From... The mixtape from the movie or like a soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Let's a, a, a bootleg. Uh, no, well, yeah, we'll sell a bootleg. We'll um, get sued for sure, but okay. We'll just say mini boombox with a speaker atta- or with a, a mini boombox with a microphone attached to it so you can okay. rap. 
This one truly is probably the hardest because yeah. there's just so many things that we could sell. But it has to be musical, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's whoop this party started. Yeah. Okay, whoop. whoop. All right, so we'll go with that, and then oh, uh, we could just make a little um ball that you squeeze and says whoop. That's so lame. Okay, I'll say that but, for my own maybe store. Pe- maybe people buy it. I don't know. <laughs> well, the saddest party ever. Whoop. Oh, uh, okay. That's it's kind of endearing. I feel bad for it. I'd probably buy it. Okay. We can do a you feel whoop. bad for it. <laughs> yeah. We can do a little whoop. I think you feel that's bad fine. for me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> um, so maybe a whoop and maybe a whole little Vinny DJ set. We'll think about it. Um, okay. so Drew, what's next? Yeah, next week we're ver- watching a really weird um and eccentric rom com. So let's jump right in. <laughs> you think this is inappropriate for the boat? When Tom Hanks dances his way into Meg Ryan's heart. Stop right there! I love you! It's an island of laughter. <laughs> in an ocean of love. You want to marry her? Yeah. You want to marry him? Yeah. You're married. Joe versus the <laughs> volcano. Rated PG. Starts yeah, Friday, Mary. March 9th at a theater near you. Yeah, so Tom Tom Hanks, Meg Tom Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Tom Ryan. Basically <laughs> the power Hanks, couple. Sweet. The yeah. power couple of the 90s. We are um about to enter our uh rom-com phase on new release. We've got this one, and then we've got a very well-known uh rom-com the week after as well. So uh, are you excited for this? I think so. Yeah. I really like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. So why not? I've never, well, I'll talk about it later, but yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> it's not your typical rom-com stylistically. I'll just say that it's okay. very surreal and strange. Perfect. Derek, you hype? I hype. hype. I, 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 I hype is. <laughs> Can I get a whoop? Yeah. Whoop. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs> you can whoop uh, with us uh, by subscribing to the podcast and search new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. Derek. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Nailed it. <laughs> That's a wrap. It is a wrap. This is a wrap. Are you wrapping? Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs>